Coming up on 5-Minute News. GOP candidate arrested for shootings at Democrats' homes. North Dakota Republicans banning explicit library books. And true extent of California damage visible since storm. It's Wednesday, January 18. I'm Anthony Davis. An unsuccessful Republican State House candidate in New Mexico has been arrested and accused of orchestrating recent shootings at four local elected officials' homes, the Albuquerque Police Department said. Police said they arrested 39-year-old Solomon Pina and accused him of conspiring with and paying four other men to shoot at the homes of two county commissioners and two state legislators, all Democrats. Police said they had evidence Pina had himself fired some shots. Pina lost his election for the State House in November to an incumbent Democrat who garnered more than 73% of the votes. He posted a photo of himself on Twitter on November 15 with a Make America Great Again sweatshirt and a Trump 2024 flag and a message saying that he, like former President Donald Trump, was not conceding his election. Police said at a press conference Pina had denied his election loss and had approached the commissioners and lawmakers at their homes, falsely claiming election fraud was involved. Police said more people would be charged in the shootings and some suspects were already in custody. Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller said at a press conference this was about a right-wing radical, an election denier who was arrested today and someone who did the worst imaginable thing you can do when you have a political disagreement, which is turn that to violence. Citing state records, the journal reported that Pina previously had been convicted of 19 felonies, including burglary, larceny, and had spent almost seven years in prison. Books containing sexually explicit content, including depictions of gender identity, would be banned from North Dakota public libraries under legislation that state lawmakers began considering yesterday. The GOP-dominated State House Judiciary Committee heard arguments but did not take a vote on the measure, which applies to visual depictions of sexually explicit content and proposes up to 30 days imprisonment for librarians who refuse to remove the offending books. The proposal comes amid a national wave of Republican-backed laws to ban books that feature LGBTQ subject matter, although those bills have been limited to school libraries and not public ones. Supporters of the bill said it would preserve children's innocence and reduce their exposure to pornography. But critics said the measure is steeped in discrimination and would allow government censorship of material that is not actually obscene. House Majority Leader Mike Lefort of Dickinson introduced the bill and said public libraries currently contain books that have disturbing and disgusting content, including ones that describe virginity as a silly label and assert that gender is fluid. Lefort argued that a child's exposure to such content has been associated with addiction, poor self-esteem, devalued intimacy, increasing divorce rates, unprotected sex among young people and poor well-being. 
though he did not offer any evidence to support such claims. Though supporters of North Dakota's bill repeatedly called the sexual content obscene, opponents said the material in question is not actually considered legally obscene. Library director Christine Kujawa at Bismarck Veterans Memorial Public Library said the library has a book with two little hamsters on the cover. At the end of the book, the hamsters get married and they are both male. It's a cute book, Kujawa said, but it would be considered pornography under the bill because the book includes gender identity. Facing criminal charges for keeping books on shelves is something I never thought I would have to consider during my career as a librarian, Kujawa added. The bill would allow prosecutors to charge any person who displays these materials at places that children visit with a Class B misdemeanor. The maximum penalty is 30 days of imprisonment and a $1,500 fine. Damage was widespread in California as the weather calmed yesterday after weeks of atmospheric rivers and bomb cyclones that slammed the state with rain, wind and surf that flooded homes, highways and farm fields, collapsed hillsides and toppled countless trees. Tallying the damage will take time, but the number of homes and other structures that will be red-tagged as uninhabitable could be in the low thousands, said Brian Ferguson, spokesperson for the Governor's Office of Emergency Services. The damage is spread across 41 of California's 58 counties. In unincorporated Santa Barbara County, after more than 60 inspections at properties that sustained damage from mudslides and downed trees, four homes were red-tagged and 32 were yellow-tagged as needing extensive repairs. Nine atmospheric rivers since late December caused power outages, flooding, levee breaks, washouts and landslides nearly statewide. At least 20 people were killed. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast.